Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So some good news. We've got a study that shows most Americans, even on the left, are sick and tired of these woke corporations. Let's get right into the article from Epic Times, and we'll look at the study. Title, Americans tell CEOs drop the woke and get back to business. New survey finds bipartisan majority are more likely to buy from companies that are politically neutral. For the younger people on the stream right now, like Josh, you, you, you might not know this, but my entire life, that was just very well known, especially if you were a business. You just don't talk about politics. You just, in fact, that was the objective pretty much of especially big corporations when I was growing up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It, it was, they would go out of their way not to be political. And you can see why. It makes sense because no one wants to be beaten over the head by Black Lives Matter or transgender kids or whatever when you're just sitting there going through the grocery store and deciding whether you want to buy Wheaties or Cheerios. It's like, I, I get it. I get it. The United States has problems. I get it. There, there's We want to eliminate racism. I get it. We want to be fair to transgender people. But if I just get bombarded by it nonstop, I think it actually has a counter effect to where you just completely ignore it or it pisses you off and you're like, okay, enough of this stuff here. Enough. I'm done. And uh, this is, is one of the big pushbacks that I have always had when we've done these stories is the, the fact that let's just assume for a moment these corporations are trying to do something about racism. And obviously, I don't think they are. They don't care. It's just this is what they think can ruffle the most feathers and get notoriety for their business or get eyeballs, get clicks, et cetera. But let's just assume that they did. How is Nike saying they support Black Lives Matter? How does that do anything? How is the fact that these NBA players wearing this on their jersey, you know, the NBA forcing them to do that, let's just say, how, how does that, as if, as it, just let's think this through for a moment using common sense. So let's just assume that there's someone in the United States that is racist. And when I mean racist, I'm talking about the proper definition, not the one, not the definition that, that people use nowadays. It's just meaningless. The actual definition where you believe someone is inferior based on the color of their skin only, that's racism. And now they've completely just distorted the meaning of that word to where it's basically, like I said, it's so generic, it's just pointless. But that's the true meaning of racism. So let's just say that you've got someone that's a member of the KKK or something like that, and they truly, truly believe that there's a certain race of people that are genetically inferior. Do you think that if they see an ad for Nike saying, just do it, and oh, by the way, Black Lives Matter, that they're going to sit there and have some sort of epiphany. Like, oh, oh well, what? what? You mean Black Lives Matter? Oh, my gosh. You're right. I'm going to have to completely change my entire worldview. Wow. Thank you, Nike. Thank you for doing that. No. 
obviously. That's not going to happen with anybody. So what are you doing other than pissing people off that otherwise might be receptive to that type of message? Not that it would change their mind, but it at least wouldn't turn them off, right? That, and, and that's the big, it, that and the fact that it just, when you are bombarded, especially with children, when you're bombarding them with this message that the world is unfair, the world's unfair, the world's unfair, the world's unfair. You're never going to make it in life because the man is going to hold you down or, you know, because you're never going to make it in life because you're transgender or you're uh, homosexual or or you're in, in this group of, in this minority group that has been treated poorly. You know, you're never going to make it because you're a part of that group. Well, what chance does that kid have of doing well in the world? Pretty much zero. Right, so you're dooming that child to see racism, in this case, in absolutely everything. And that's not fair to the child. Now, should we completely ignore our problems and completely ignore history? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But we, we shouldn't be bombarded by it with this fire hose of wokeness from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. Let me give you another example of how, why I think this is extremely detrimental. And when you do a cost benefit, the costs far outweigh any perceived benefit to this type of narrative being jammed down our throats, especially with kids. So there is a stereotype of Columbia that most of you know. It's don't go to Columbia. It's dangerous. It's all drug dealers. And if you go there, you're immediately going to be kidnapped. And you're, and that's if you're lucky. Most likely, as soon as you step off the plane, before you even leave the airport, before you can get into a cab, someone is going to swoop by and with some sort of bag, put it over your head, and then take some sort of YouTube video of you while they're decapitating you, or or you know something. This is really, I would say, the majority of Americans. This is their view of Colombia, and it's been beaten into their head over and over and over and over again. Why? mainly because they see it on the media nonstop. So what I have seen is a psychological phenomenon that is fascinating. When, as you know, I have a lot of friends and family members that come down from the United States to visit in Medellin. I tell them how great it is. I finally twist their arm to do it. And many of them, not all, but some of them are very hesitant for the reasons we talked about. They and to the point where they're like properly scared, but they agree to come down and when the first couple of those types of people came down to visit, you know, I've been here for 8 years, so I've had a lot of people. I noticed that when we get into a cab coming down from the airport, they're like they're kind of like shaking in, in in the back of the taxi and they're just they're looking over there and they're looking over there and they're oh, 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 and they're, they're just completely on edge. And as most of you know, that have been to South America, you're always having these motorcycles pass you by on the left and on the right. It's, it's like chaos. And as you know, we, and you don't see that in the state. So you get a motorcycle that pass you by and, and they'd be, oh, 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 oh my gosh, did you, did, did you see the way that guy looked at me? Oh, oh, oh I think he might've, I, I think that might've been kidnapper. Whew. We, we just got by unscathed there. Oh, my goodness gracious. We dodged a bullet. And they'd be, oh, my gosh. Did you see that motorcycle? Well, maybe, maybe that person wanted to kidnap me. 
And I'm in the cab looking at him like, what? What are you talking about? Like this fear that you have is only in your head. It's not reality. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. I remember one time I had someone come down that their thing was that only business in all of Colombia is just selling drugs. That's it. And again, it goes back to the media and them being bombarded. The only thing they have ever heard their entire life is that the only commerce in Colombia is, is, is drugs. That's it. That's it. So whenever you see someone here driving a BMW, oh, obviously a drug dealer. And I remember with this person, we were going through a mall and there was this picture from this restaurant and, and on the picture, they look at it and they say, oh, <laughs> look at this. This is how prevalent drugs are. They're, they're even putting it on their food. What is going on here? I looked at them. I said, you're joking. That, that's powdered sugar. You get my point. If we sit there and if corporations and if the mainstream medias come out and, and bombard not only society, but especially young people with this type of message, they're going to see it in areas where it doesn't exist. Now, using racism as, as an example, is it a problem? Sure, sure. But does it exist everywhere <laughs> like they'd have, you believe, at all times? It's just like Columbia. Are there kidnappings? Sure, there are. Are you ever in your life going to see one? Most likely. In fact, unless you're way out in the jungle with FARC, no, you're not going to see that. So does it exist? Yes. But there's a big difference between it existing and it being everywhere at all times. And when kids grow up in that environment where they're like that, that person in the back of the taxi, like, oh, my gosh, did you see the way that cop looked at me? <laughs> or, oh, my gosh, I didn't get that job. Oh, obviously, because it's the color of my skin. Or obviously, it's because I'm transgender, blah, 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 blah. You see, that doesn't benefit minorities at all. You're actually giving them another hurdle to get over a psychological hurdle, just like Americans have that psychological hurdle in coming to a place like Colombia, where they would never, ever, 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 ever experience something that they think they would experience on a daily basis. I think you guys get my point. So let's keep going down through this article. So as companies gear up for an economic downturn, cutting costs and staff CEOs might want to heed the rising voice of consumers who want to focus on their business rather than politics. 
and this is something I've said on this channel many times, one of the benefits of an economic downturn or if we go into recession is you will see a lot less woke nonsense because companies can't afford that. Oh, what? My share price isn't going to go up no matter what. <laughs> Looks like I've got to refocus on actual profit. And if 70 or 80% of Americans don't like this woke narrative, well, I'm going to have to change it. You're going to see far fewer woke TV shows. You're going to see far fewer woke movies, in my opinion. And I think there'll be a correlation between the decline in wokeness and the actual economy. So the further the economy goes down, the less of that, that uh, message that you're going to see. So this is what I find very, very encouraging. In a rare case of bipartisan consensus, both Democrats and Republicans felt this way in roughly equal measure, meaning that they would rather buy from a company that is politically neutral. Shut up and make Cheerios. Shut up and make stupid tennis shoes. I don't care what your political views are. I just care about buying shoes that are comfortable so I can walk around and I'm not barefoot. <laughs> I don't care who you voted for, Nike. And thank good, it, this could not come any sooner. <laughs> now, we still will have the global elite pushing this because if you want to really go down that rabbit hole, this, in a way, impacts the amount of population that we have on the on the planet. Obviously, they want to lower the population. So they're still going to be pushing this. But if the consumer is pushing back, both Democrats and Republicans, bravo, and we go into an economic recession, I think it could be kind of a death blow to corporate wokeness, at least here in the United States. Mark Meckler, COSA president, told the Epic Times that the message to CEOs was go back to what you're doing, excuse me, Go back to doing what you were hired to do, which is make money for shareholders. Again, let's give that a golf clap. This is a blowback that's coming, Meckler said. It's coming big time against all this woke politics and business. It's not even that folks want their companies to reflect their politics. They want their companies, the people they buy from, just to ignore politics. I don't want even a golf clap for that one. That deserves a standing ovation. Just think how incredible it would be to once again turn on a sporting event where the only thing they talk about is sports. Imagine how unbelievable that would be. <laughs> just to tune into the Super Bowl and just watch a football game. It's almost like you just sit back and go, oh. Thank you. At least that's my reaction. Disney is a cautionary tale for CEOs. He said, Disney has become left-wing political advocate in recent years, introducing sexual content and a not-at-all-secret gay agenda into children's programs, promoting critical race theory and demanding reparations through shows like The Proud Family. And, gosh. And again, even if you think this is a problem, Fine, but this makes it worse, not better. And, and again, 
going back to when I was growing up, this was just common knowledge, just like it was common knowledge that you don't want to introduce sexual content or you don't want to expose sexual content to children. That is also in the bucket of what seemed to be common sense back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And how we lost that, you've got me. But thank goodness we're getting off that road to <laughs> further insanity. Capitalism, lucky for all of us, is a force of nature. Meckler said, you either make profit or you don't. Schumpeter's creative destruction. And if we see the, an economic recession, that's going to mean that companies, once again, because their stock price doesn't continue to go up, regardless of what they say, or how stupid they are, now all of a sudden, that boardroom meeting turns into holy S. We are losing money. We're going out of business. The share price is tanking. Why? Because we're not making any profit. So now let's refocus on actually what matters, creating shareholder value. Says, I think the one thing you're going to start to see is companies proclaiming their neutrality. Golf clap. That might even deserve a standing ovation in today's day and age. Just stay out of politics. And I think that would be much healthier for the country as well. Can't say it any better than that. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.